listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. And today we're joined by Becky Hirsch Davis with Intermountain Primary Children's Hospital. Thanks for being with us. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. So the topic of today is uh, literally something that I am doing as we speak, going through right now. It's choosing a formula for baby. Um, maybe when moms need to supplement or when moms decide to stop breastfeeding um, or even if breastfeeding you know, isn't an option for a mom, choosing a formula can be kind of a, a big decision. It doesn't seem like it should be, but it can be. There's so many options. There's so many different brands. You don't know what your baby's going to like or not like. Uh, so it, it is a big topic and something, you know, for our listeners, um, whether they are getting ready to have a baby, um, thinking about starting the process of having a baby, or they've had one and now they think, okay, I have to figure out how to feed this baby. Uh, you know, these are things they need to talk about and think about. So you're going to kind of walk us through some um, different options and kind of break down um, what formulas uh, we should be looking for. So this is gonna be a fun conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, we find, so research shows that breast milk is really the best for baby. It does have special antibodies um, and it helps to change. Um, so as the baby grows, the, the mother's milk composition will actually change. Um, to help benefit the baby, it's more easily digestible. But sometimes we have issues where you can't pump enough of your own milk or you can't, um, some other reason why you can't breastfeed. And in that, we like to support our parents in making an informed decision on the formula that's right for them. And there's yeah, no one right formula. It's really what is baby most tolerates and, and parent preference. Absolutely. You know, I know for me with, um, he's six now, but when he was born, uh, you know, the plan was to breastfeed. I, I think for most women that is, you know, ideally the option that they want to try to utilize off the bat if they're able to. Uh, and so I tried and come to find out pretty much for the first, I laugh, it's not funny for the first four to six weeks, I was basically starving him. I wasn't producing enough and he was, he was a good baby, but he was a little fussy. And so then the thought process was, well, he must be hungry. Well, clearly he was because I wasn't producing enough. And so we did start to supplement and then he was, you know, the happiest, chunkiest baby ever. So now uh, just giving birth um, five weeks ago, I, you know, that first, that first time around, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And so now in hindsight, I'm like, okay, I know that maybe I don't produce very much. Let's see if we can try to take, you know, some, some lactation supplements, try to up production, maybe start pumping earlier, you know, all of those different factors. Um, but knowing that I'm still going to have to supplement, I think that, you know, for me, that's just the reality. Um, and I'm sure there are a lot of moms or moms to be that are in that same situation. Yeah. You know, that is something that, that we will see where you're, you know, any amount, you know, that you can, pump or, or breastfeed your baby is great and supplementing with formula, you know, it's just finding the right fit for your baby that they'll tolerate. So how do we do that? Because there are so many different options. 
and there are of course things that we shouldn't give baby as well. So kind of walk us through what we should be looking for, you know, as we hit the the grocery store aisle, the Costco aisle, wherever we might be looking for this formula, um, you know, even online. I know some people, you know, will get it online and, and let us know kind of the options and, you know, what's best for baby. That's really all we want. We want what's best for baby. Right, right. There are several options. And so the, the important thing to know is that if a formula is marketed and sold in the United States, it meets certain FDA guidelines for nutrition standards and labeling standards. And so if it's marketed and sold in the US, it's considered safe for baby and meeting the nutritional needs. Um, when you go online, you have to be a little bit careful because you know, you need to do your research and make sure that it's a formula that it's marketed and available in the United States to meet those guidelines. We have a lot of different types of formula and I'll kind of try to walk you through the different uh, types. We'll kind of go through with all formulas are comprised of protein and carbohydrates or sugars and fat. Um, as well as vitamins and minerals. So on the protein side of things, this is kind of how we define what our formulas are. And so we have three different forms of protein in an infant formula. So we'll have uh, what we call whole protein formula, which is usually comprised of cow's milk protein or soy protein. And then we go, we step down to a hydrolyzed protein, which is the protein is more broken up. And this can, this can range from a partially hydrolyzed to an extensively hydrolyzed protein. When we're moving from the partial um, to the extensive, that's where you wanna get your you know, healthcare provider involved. But those uh, partially hydrolyzed proteins are ones that you'll see um, for allergy issues. Um, you'll see them uh, if you're having some problems digesting. So back, stepping back up to the, whole protein formulas, you'll, you'll have just regular formulas, and then you'll have, you know, sensitive or spit up in that whole protein category. When you're going down to that more hydrolyzed protein, you're going to have the more, um, for, for gentle, you know, for gentle mm -hmm. where you're needing a gentler formula, um, because of the allergy or digestive issues, um, help with stooling in, in the, in the uh, more broken down formulas. And then the last kind of form of protein that we have is hundred percent synthetic amino acids, which is the wholly broken down protein. These formulas are more expensive, but they're hypoallergenic for infants um, and they help with digestion. You shouldn't move to those more broken down ones without consulting your healthcare provider. When we go to um, carbohydrates, for our sugars, they're mostly in infant formulas comprised of lactose. We do have different varying amounts of lactose um, in the formulas. And we also have formulas comprised of corn syrup solids, uh, which are not to be confused with high fructose corn syrup. And then we also have uh, maltodextrin and sucrose and other kinds of sugars. And they help to provide calories for baby. And then we have, we're then we're going down the line to our fat. And so fat in formula is really important to help provide um, calories and as well as to provide components for brain growth and eye development. And then lastly, we have our vitamins and minerals. Now, when it comes to uh, the formulas, you know, if your baby seems to be pretty tolerable 
for kind of anything. Is it, does it create any, any sort of like negative issue with the baby if you switch brands often, or if you kind of bebop around through, you know, different formulas, whether it's, uh, you know, organic or non-organic, um, gentle or not gentle. Uh, I, and the only reason I ask is because, um, especially right now, if you go to the grocery store, the formula aisle is pretty desolate. Uh, there's a formula shortage. And, you know, a lot of people, if you aren't feeding your baby regularly with formula or feeding a baby with formula, you probably don't even realize that. Most people realize if there's a toilet paper shortage, but right now there's a formula shortage. And so, you know, if a mom or a caregiver, um, a provider goes to the store hoping to get their formula and it's not there, is there any sort of negative connotation for the baby if they get a different brand or if they get something else? Right. So if, if your baby's on, a, a, you know, what we call a, you know, a whole protein formula, not a lot of issues. If you're moving around between the various types of the whole protein formula, there's really no harm to baby. Sometimes there's an adjustment period when, when, when an infant's on a new formula. Um, if they're more sensitive tummy, it might take them a few more days to, you know, to, to, you know, better tolerate. And when I say that you might, you know, there might be like a little bit of gassiness or something associated with a switch. But if, if they're, if, if your baby is able to tolerate regular formula, it's okay to move as, as you need to with the stores. And I'll also say this because it's something that we get asked a lot about generic formulas. Um, they, if they're sold, on the shelf and marketed in the United States, they are completely safe. And they're usually a, you know, a less expensive option than the brand name formulas. Yeah. That was going to be my next question too, because sometimes those name brands will go first off the shelf and then you see the generic and you wonder, okay, is this, you know, comparable to, to what I've been giving my baby and you can only get so many they're putting, you know, limits on, you can only get two or three or four, depending on the grocery store. Um, because of what we're seeing right now, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a, a, a hazard of my vocation, but every time I go to the store, I'm looking to see what infant formula is available at that store to kind of, yeah. just so that I can help guide my parents on where they can find certain types of formula and what, you know, what's available that I'm seeing. Okay. So where are you seeing the most formula located at right now? <laughs> insider tip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to be honest, I'm looking more at the, um, at the more broken down formulas for for Mm. our patients who are on uh, prescription that are having a harder time finding formulas. Oh, sure. (laughs) So yeah, and and it varies. I find that, you know, different days of the week, um, you know, and, and you'll know what your regular store normally carries as well. Yeah. And when those shelves are stocked, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, getting back to the, um, the differences of formulas and stuff, you know, is there a difference between, you know, organic and non-organic when it, I mean, I know there's a difference it's organic and non-organic, but when it comes to kind of, you know, how it breaks down for the baby, is it just really a personal preference that like from the family side, you know, if they tend to eat more organic, they tend to want a more organic formula for their baby? 
Yes, exactly. You know, the research, the new, the research on the nutritional value of organic versus, you know, um, standard formulas that they're this, they're showing the same nutritional benefits from the formulas. We're not seeing any wide differences. So it does come down to preference. Mm -hmm. What about, um, formulas with probiotics in them? I'm glad you asked about that. That's one of our um, bigger trends that we're seeing in formulas. We're seeing more pre and probiotics and formulas with, uh, which helped with gut health in an infant. Uh, we actually have some uh, formulas on the market that have pre and probiotics for infants. We'll often see that um, uh, what we're seeing in the research is something called human milk oligosaccharides, which are called HMO. Um, it's a synthetic in the formula, but they actually did research and found that human milk oligosaccharides in human milk are the third most common solid component in human milk. And these help to um, have, aside from gut health, they actually have some uh, anti-infection properties to them. And so you're, we're seeing them more in our infant formulas in the synthetic version on the markets now. That's fantastic because I mean, you know, from babies to adults, we know how important gut health is and, and how that, you know, plays such a big role in just our every, you know, every day, day to day. Yeah. Another, another question that we also get is about European formulas and plant-based formulas. Okay. Um, so the, the plant-based formulas on the market in the U.S. for infants that I'm aware of, we just have soy formulas for the plant-based, but we do often get asked about European formulas. And it again comes down to if it's marketed and sold in the United States, it's meeting those FDA guidelines. And if it's not marketed and sold in the U.S., um, it's less clear whether it's meeting those nutrient guidelines and standards, especially labeling um, and, and, the, and the nutritional value of, the, of that formula. And so if you're looking for alternatives, you'll definitely wanna loop in your healthcare provider to, to, help, um, to help guide with that. So those European ones, I'm guessing, I'd, I'd never even heard of that being an option. Um, I'm guessing that that would be something that you would find online. Yes. Yes, that, that is something that you would find online. So you just have to be really careful with those because if they're, if they're not marketed in the United States, then they're not, they're not meeting those um, FDAs. We're not sure whether they're meeting those sure. FDA standards. Um, and do, you, do you know of any that are marketed in the US that do meet the, the standards or guidelines? I'm not trying to throw you for a loop, just out of curiosity. <laughs> not off the top of my head, but I can tell you that the FDA does have a red list of formulas that do not meet nutrient standards. And you can look on the FDA website for that. Oh, that's good to know. So really, I mean, when you break it all down, you know, like we said off the top, we know that, you know, breast milk is best. And, you know, for whatever little, little bit that we can give our babies, uh, we know that there are significant benefits. Um, but at the end of the day, a fed baby is a happy baby, is a healthy baby. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, making sure that we're, we're getting them the proper nutrition and vitamins and supplements and all the things that they need um, to sustain them, to help them grow, uh, to keep them happy and, and fed is important. So really, 
what we should be looking for bottom line is just, uh, you know, marketed here in the US, FDA approved. And, you know, if we stay within those kind of guidelines, there's really no wrong answer when it comes to what formula to choose, as long as our baby is tolerable to what we're giving them. Yes, exactly. I, I think the the one thing, the things that you need to look for, if, if the baby's tolerating the formula, um, that that's the major, that's the ma- major key there. Um, you know, if you're, if you're, if your baby is having diarrhea or a rash or bloody stools, definitely, definitely reach out to your healthcare provider. And, you know, not only our healthcare provider, but there's also specialists that we can reach out to for this as well. If our listeners have questions, you know, when it comes to formula or even, you know, breastfeeding or pumping because it all, you know, ties in together, where should they be turning to? What, what should they be doing so that they don't do what I did in the first round and starve their baby. And then the second round figure out, Oh, okay. There's some other things we can do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to reach out to somebody who's knowledgeable in infant nutrition. And so a lactation consultant is an excellent resource. I've also found that the La Leche League is also an excellent resource for, um, for good materials for, for moms who are, who are breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And primarychildrens.org is always a great source of information as well. You guys have um, everything on there that you could ever imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We also have dietitians who specialize in infant nutrition as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much for kind of walking us through all this and, and breaking down, you know, some of the different components of the formulas, what we should be looking for, what we shouldn't be looking for as well. Um, I think that red list that you mentioned that the FDA has um, is a great resource to, to show us what we shouldn't use for sure, because there's always going to be questions about what what's safe and what's not if we come across something. Um, so that's great. And then, of course, you know, just reminding our listeners that the best baby is a, is a fed baby, you know, and whether that is, you know, breast milk formula, a mixture of both pumping, you know, all of the above, we just want to make sure that they're getting the nutrients that they need. Well, we appreciate your time and, and walking us through all of this. Um, as I mentioned, you know, primarychildrens.org, a great resource of information for our listeners. Uh, if you have any other questions, uh, Becky Herstavis, we appreciate you being with us. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.